Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci Podcast. It's a show about black science fiction and fantasy and helping us stay on the same page as a family. Today for episode 116, 100 and 116, we'll be discussing the film The Burial of Kojo. The Burial of Kojo by Blitz. What was his name again, Ben? The, uh, the director's name. Lord. Lord have mercy. Blitz Bazawule. By Blitz. Directed by Ghanaian director Blitz Balawui. Baza. Bazawule. So sorry. Before we get into this art house film that we saw, we want to always take a moment to one thank y'all all out there listening for your patience. We just got Wild Lynn down to to take her nap. Okay, can I get an amen? We also want to shout out the patrons that support us every single week on the show by giving us one dollar, two dollar, maybe even five dollars a month. Shout out to Jamiqua Matthews, Mia Brown, Kr, Joni Chamberlain. Chamberlain, Alyssa, Keandra, Bridget Carmichael, Chandra Wilson. Yes. Thank you so much for all of your continued support. And Ben, I'm just happy. I really am happy to just be sitting down talking to you today. I feel like I, we've been hosting people. I, I really feel like I haven't looked you in the eye and just had a conversation with you in so long. That's why we do this podcast. It's it basically a way that forces us to have a conversation and talk with each other. So if no one were to ever listen to anything, this would be good enough for me. Just me, you. I agree. Hanging do out. you think that... Other couples should start a podcast. Yeah. You, what are the it, pros and cons? Give me, it's give like, me everything it's like right keep now. A, it's like keeping a journal. You know, journal's not for everybody. And so if you do a podcast, a podcast is like a public, um, you know, auditory journal that you can go back and listen to. When that you're is like really old and wrinkly. And uh, I learned a new phrase today, trout mouth, when you get old and uh, sort of the lines oh. come down like a trout. Are you looking forward to getting old? I'm looking forward to get a trout mouth. Yeah, I can't wait because <laughs> aging is a privilege that not everyone gets to have. I so I'm 100% agree. really freaking glad to get old with you. Oh, yeah. little hand to wrist moment. I also like going back and, you know, we're we're doing our absolute best to get these YouTube videos up for y'all. We might be a few behind, but we're going to get it together. This 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 little blurb isn't even going to matter because we're going to get it together. But I really do sometimes enjoy looking at like the background uh, where we are because obviously we do this show. We try to do it the same place every single week, but I remember when we first started, how the background was blue and then wild was coming, so then we painted it yellow, and then we were moving from Chicago to LA, so now the background's constantly changing, but like, you know, we are staying the same in a lot like of ways. Adding adding artwork, adding plants, things right. are getting, it's getting more professional every every year. Mm, speaking every of month. artwork, why don't you tell people how you got an attitude with me? Speaking of uh, all of the ways that we get along, why don't we call up right here, right now, one of our fights that we had earlier this week about, sure, yeah, you know, like a, a, a life fight. I'm ready to tussle fight. with you. It's easy. Okay. You're, so here's the thing, y'all. I really... I thought you told me, you're like, how would you tell him about... You told me, you kicked it off to me and then you took it back. It's like, here, yeah, but here's a handoff, about, but actually fake out. No... Okay, tell them what happened. So, uh, yeah, basically Amber wants to buy art, and it was an art that I think met the expectation that you should have if you're going to spend a decent amount of money on art. So it's like, let's save up a little bit money, buy like an original piece of art instead of um, a piece of art that would be a copy of the original piece of art. So I wanted to, you know, uh, Amber would call it being more bougie, but I, uh, bougie, bougie, boogie, boogie. I actually like you boogie. saying it bougie. Bo- booge, bougie, 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 
Uh, Amber said, you're being too bougie. And I said, I want to go to a small art gallery here in California after we save up some money and buy from a local artist who you're then supporting them. And I didn't want to buy the art that Amber presented. Did, did the piece look nice? Sure. Was it the actual original piece? Yes, no. it was. No, it's not. What this she, piece was on Etsy. She's an original her, artist. Yes. So what she does is she takes that original piece that was being advertised on Etsy has already been sold. What she does is she makes a copy of that piece. She paints it herself, but she makes a copy of that piece. How is is actual paint, like paint on a canvas still not original art? Because it's not the first of its kind and the original of its kind. That concept, she uses the concept that she made that original concept, that piece is already sold. But if she created the concept, that's original I think it's for better. me. It's better, but is it original enough? And I said no, See, because this is I'm why, being bougie. Yeah, but I can't just every day look at these like plain white walls. First of all, tell the good people, I was actually asking you about some curtains that you I wake up every day and look I at was, my plain ass white wall. I know, like, and I also, I also try to get you to put on a, a, a shirt every now and then. And you give me pushback. You'd rather, you're like, I'd rather wear a dry fit shirt for years until I can afford like a a Tom Ford suit, which I don't get that logic. It's like, but if, if there's some like, you know, this is me doing my shoulders. If there's some like happening hip LA event tonight, we're fucked because you wanted to hold out until you can afford like the creme de la creme. And I just don't think something has to be insanely expensive. I can make dry fit high fashion. Please show me how you're going to do that. Ben, what, what? How would you describe your personal style? Let's just get right. I have no description of my personal style. My Do you personal like personal style? style? Goes beyond words. I'm like, um, my personal style is divine in that sense. You know, the divine you can describe it, but you can actually never get to its essence. So words just fall short, right? Unless you're speaking the tongues of angels, that's how you can describe my personal style. Which it would sound something like this. It would give the impression that you know <laughs> it's it's completely personal. That's my personal style. No one else does it. Uh, it's laid back. It's inviting. It's not pretentious. You think, you're, you think your, style, your personal style is inviting? This is a serious question. Yeah, I mean, it's dry fit, dad fit, daddy fit. You really love that dry fit. That is your favorite fabric. The other day, y'all, it's real. This is before we move on. The other day, I literally, I was begging Ben in my brain to like try out some because I finally got you to buy a suit, but now you have no in-between clothes. You have T-shirts yeah. or one suit. You don't have like, what if it's just like a cute Valentine's Day day? I don't want you wearing a top hat and a suit. So I don't have a top hat. Anymore. I mean, but that's the energy. Okay, so I asked Ben, I was like, top I know energy. that we don't have the same style and I'm not going to force you to wear anything. So why don't you describe to me one of your favorite fabrics? I know you love dry fit already. Ben, tell them what you said was your favorite fabric. I think I said silk. Silk. I like the feeling of silk against your, like once you get a silk napkin at a nice restaurant <laughs> and you dab your cheek with it, that's like the greatest feeling in the world. Now, what the hell am I supposed to casually style you in in silk? You mean like, like you want some PJs? Is that what you Figure want? Figure it out. <clears throat> anyway, it's all right. I'll just um, take friends places instead of you. JK. Um, Let's right. talk a little bit Two about. podcast reviews. We do have two podcast reviews. Would you like to read one? Yeah. So if you want to support us on the Sci-Fi Sci podcast, in addition to listening to us, you can also write us a review. It's a really great way for people to discover the show. So this is from CurlyGirl333, who writes, I love watching you guys in Wild on Instagram. I enjoy listening to this podcast so much for the info and the atmosphere. You make me feel less alone when I'm 
home all day by myself. Oh, we love that. I love having connections with people I don't know because of the media. The media. I, I mean, mean, that's, that's, that's media. why we do this, right? The, is to connect with people. It is. Like, so. I, don't, I don't really care about... I mean, I do love science fiction fantasy. I do love being comedy. I love yes, all this. Yes, you do. But I think ultimately it's about making a connection with someone. What is the guy from the main singer from The Clash said? He's like, I, he's like, I don't give a fuck about music. Like, music, it's about connecting with someone. And music is, is the tool I, I use to do that. So if podcast is the way to do that. I do love science fiction fantasy, but I right. do this podcast. Don't, don't dish your number one girl. Because I want to connect with people. It is. I feel similarly. I'm, I'm currently in the process of editing Ben and I's uh, documentary of my pregnancy and his support through that journey and every time I hit a I've just just so we're clear I have edited four minutes out of like you know 60 75 minute documentary um but I feel really I feel really strongly about those first four minutes that I've edited and I just keep reminding myself like this is going to connect with so many people or people will hate this and 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 we'll find a connection through hating some part of this but I'm just really happy that I'm working on a, a project that will help me connect with other human beings. Yeah. You want to read love, a second podcast, Apple podcast review? Yeah. I just, I love watching you edit and work. Amber is hyper focused, hyper diligent. And you do. Been, Cause you love yeah. to be like, Oh, that was so funny. Play it back. Wait, you should add this one more thing. Oh, wait, okay. how can I, Oh wait, I, I think I'm going to order Grubhub. You want some? What is your, I'm like, Ben, I, I want you disrupted. to pretend like I'm Steven Spielberg. She did say that in said, you know the booth yeah. right now. Better, I think you're better than Steven Spielberg. Yeah, right. But I'm just saying. Uh, I'm like, now would you be asking him? Well, well what you working on? Well, well, how long are you gonna be done? I'm like, I need to go. If tell I him. was, <laughs> if I was fucking Steven Spielberg, I would probably uh, ask him because I would feel that comfortability. With if you him. were fucking him, or if yeah. you were, if I was his partner, and you know, having. If I was fucking Steve, okay, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Second Apple podcast for you. <laughs> Uh, this is from Butterfly Zom G, who writes, The best podcast for my internet cousins. I could list all the things we have in common to make us distant internet cousins, but I'll <gasps> save that for when we meet one day. Yay! Instead, here's a list of all the reasons you should listen to this podcast. <gasps> one, the intro is always entertaining and hilarious. Thank yes. you, Amber. Their choice of story is delicious. Yes. Amber and Ben never miss. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, well, yeah, we missed one recently. We miss. But we do love this person. Yeah. Uh, Amber and Ben do such a good job at explaining nuance in a way that almost all call almost always calls for a second viewing slash reading of the stories they cover. So good. Aw, thanks. Uh, I love that they discuss very normal relationship things. The podcast is very warm and approachable, like you're listening to old friends. Thanks, mm. y'all, for giving us the gift of this podcast. Sweet. Ah. That's really great. You saw that before I did. This is my first time seeing that, and I'm not going to cry because we have to move on, but that was absolutely beautiful and wonderful. Um, Remember, Ben said this at the top of this segment, but please keep sending us those Apple Podcast reviews. Even if you have, like, questions or advice, but you write it in the Apple Podcast review, I bet I will – I'm more likely to see it. We are more likely to see it and respond to it if we (laughs) got it through that because we check them all. So we really appreciate y'all doing that. Now, Benjamin James, why – Oh, I just want to say – I think sometimes some of the stories we've chosen – have not always been the best story. So I, and I think in some ways we've missed. And also sometimes we miss because we use antiquated or, you know, offensive language unknowingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I said, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes we miss. But, you know, I think maybe missing is part of hitting when you yeah. recognize your miss. Oh, the failures are just as great as the 
the not failures. What do you call a not failure? An accomplishment. Accomplishment. Accomplishment and failures or successes. Failure successes. and successes. Yeah. They're all, but even the failures are success. We're just all success. Bam. Okay. Um, you want to talk about what we watched? We watched a movie. Y'all, I don't know what we said on the show last week, but we actually ended up watching this film on Vimeo. So, uh, sorry, I know you were about to jump right into the story, but I, I we tried to find it on Prime Video, couldn't. At one point, it was on Netflix, and then it was removed. Yeah. So, we watched the entire thing for the free ski on Vimeo. So, the least we can do is shout out this director. And so, please watch The Burial of Kojo on Vimeo. Now, what was it about, Ben? Uh, the story follows this man named Kojo, uh, who does die at the end. So, spoiler alert, <laughs> but it's sort of in the name. Anyway, he moves his family, at, which is his wife and daughter, uh, his daughter Essie, from a village by the water in Ghana to a city in Ghana. But then he is haunted by his brother, um, who he is responsible for killing on, on his brother's wedding night, including his brother's wife. Uh, and then he finds himself fallen in this mining tunnel and his daughter Essie has to like traverse his spiritual world to es- essentially save him. Um, so yeah, let's kick it off. And can you talk a little bit about moving your family from one place to another because of the promise of success business? I'm sure you connected with that. Uh, I did connect with that, but I'll be honest before I say that this film and this film is beautifully shot. I want to say that. That's what you say when like there's oh, a video. A there's we a get... video of somebody singing, and then you're like, "Oh, look at the that outfit." The cinematography. The cinematography was great, but I will like, say, I won't. Beautiful turns. Like I, there's uh, this turn. Uh, one of the points of the cinematography is that there's this point in which a um, the filmmaker sort of follows mm-hmm. and then flips it over and inverts it. Yeah, which sort of parallels his spiritual realm. Where the sky, the in between the sky and the earth, where people walk upside down, is a phrase they keep using. But anyway, you were going to say something about the film. Yes, which- I wasn't going to completely go into uh, things I didn't love about the film, but I will say that Ben's plot explanation right here is way more clear and comprehensive than watching the film. Like watching yeah. the film at first, you're kind of like, what "Wait, is going who on? is who? Like who? Okay, I I just figured out what the narrator is, but I didn't know. I honestly didn't really know their names. I guess I could have guessed who Kojo was, of course, but like that his daughter had a name that, uh, I don't know. There were just, it wasn't until maybe like the last 15 minutes of the film that I actually knew who every single person was. I kept confusing the father and the uncle. Um, so it would, I, I will warn you, it's a little bit challenging for me. I don't know. I just, I feel so stupid watching art house films sometimes. Well, you, it's not like watching Drag Race where it's like the same thing because that's the th- I bring up Drag Race because you've watched like maybe six, seven episodes this week of Drag Race. So it's the thing Probably that's more. just been on, on our TV. Yes. And so Drag Race has a very formulaic response. You can expect, you know, Snatch Game is going to happen at some point in this episode. <laughs> and, you know, some, there's going to be a yes. lip sync. Someone's going to go home. A and you can sync. sort of like a lip sync. <laughs> some people sink for sure during their lip syncs. Uh, and yeah, you can, but it's still, formulaic. you can follow it and you can, because you were talking through drag race the entire time. You can watch it. Just talk yes. through it the whole time. You cannot talk my brain, through this film. Yeah. My brain hurt watching this film at some points. And I would ask Ben, I'm like, I see that they're making a creative choice here. Like one person's wearing a red shirt. One person's wearing a black shirt. Which one of these people are dead? The red or the black? Like there were so many things. This film, like be for real, Ben, this film yeah. requires you to work a lot. 
Yeah, like, it's, it's an active viewing film. It requires you to be active in the sense of it's not going to just spoon feed you a straight narrative because I think it also is. Yeah, but like they gave me like one chapstick with this. That's yeah. what like that's how it felt. No, I think they gave you chopsticks. You just you had never used chopsticks before. I think I was given one chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. Anyway. Well, one of the things that is confusing and is Essie is now telling this story as an adult in reflection. Mm-hmm. So you have this first person narrative who's sharing a story and reflecting back on her time as a little girl. Then they also jump back and forth between Kojo's um, uh, brother's wedding day. Uh, and and so it's not told in a singular narrative structure. And then also there are moments where it's filled with like dreams, visions, and these dreams and visions are not always clear between reality. For mm-hmm. example, we thought for like half of the movie that Kojo's brother is still alive because he's walking, but there is one scene where it's very clear, sort of Sixth Sense type of thing. If you've seen The Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis is dead. Sorry, spoiler alert, but it's been years. <laughs> Uh, but, <laughs> but there's a very much that where we've led to believe because his brother comes to him when he's in the village and the water to say, come to the city, there's promise of mining. Right. And then, yeah. and there's all these like gone in cultural things where, um, economic colonialism is a very real thing where, uh, the Chinese, um, miners have been invading Ghana and start mining for gold. Right. And yes. so there's this competition where they literally come with guns and they kick out the locals mm-hmm. from mining. And you're like, okay, and these I understood those quickly. things, yeah. but some of like who is who and who is dead and who yeah. is alive and where is this story going? Yeah. I just needed a, a few more like rising actions with that to like clearly follow. Because it, it's just so hard to keep watching something at length when you don't completely know what you're watching. It is very hard to do. I feel so, so at some points it felt, you know, directionless. In that way, I was like, okay, I'm just watching beautiful black people it, in beautiful <laughs> gowns in the wind with these beautiful film. action shots. When is some a conflict going to occur? I, I think you have a fuller uh, picture of the film once you're done with the whole film. That where, would be correct. Where we're sort of used to being spoon fed. So one of the themes I am, I will say that themes I'm, is that I'm an American. The brand. brother um, Ko- Kojo keeps on having this dream in which. Uh, he sees we see this blue car burning on a beach and it is stunning yes. and you're like okay what is this and you don't really realize until later that the car is the actual car that was crashed because kojo was driving his brother and his wife fucked up was drinking but even that scene was accident. unclear a little bit yeah it was like, unclear very unclear you don't you don't know right. how many people are in the car you just kind of see like one drunken bottle and then you see the accident for the car and you're and you're left to believe like Okay, well, I know a car was hit, but did someone die? Did it have one person, two person, three people in this car? So it's just a lot. Like, you're sitting here comparing it to, like, The Sixth Sense, but The Sixth Sense had the kid seeing dead people, and then Bruce is there. Like, It's a more direct, linear story. Yeah, if it was just the kid and Bruce just hanging out the whole time, you wouldn't really connect that that was a ghost or whatever. But your original question was... I, I I love that you do this. You're, you're like, let's get into the themes of it because at least that's something we can identify. It is very, very scary, as you can imagine, to convince your family to move cross-country or move to different regions in, in hopes of prosperity. And then when you get there, it's like a very different thing. I remember um, 
This is so funny. Obviously, this is not my story, but I remember reading Grapes of Wrath in high school. If you're not familiar with Grapes of Wrath, they're like migrating across the West with hopes to like be migrant, almost like migrant workers and farmers when they get to the West Coast, like, you know, picking John fruit Steinbeck, and things like that. wonderful California yeah. author. And it's such a California tre- author. And it's such a treacherous journey that, you know, obviously things happen along the way and then they get there and it's nothing like what they expected. And uh, the promises I think, are lacking. Yes. And I think we all you can't relate. No, no, no. That's why I said it's not like that. But it, it there is still this like, fear. Pro- promised, promised of, uh, you know, move to L.A. Promised, and, and not what it's and not promised what it Opportunities will happen. Yep. And you did eight Amazon shows. You're sort right. of in talks no, with like, relate, doing, doing yeah. a movie. <laughs> yeah. But I still definitely can it's not a lot identify and uh, sympathize with the fear that comes with that. Like. And there have been some times where we're like, wow, this is a really expensive place to live. Like, you know, we've we've been humbled on a few occasions with things like that. But I think every figurehead or like head of household or whatever has that initial fear of like, I'm hoping to move my family from here to here. Um, I'm also reading Shuggy Bane. Mm. about the family in Glasgow, yeah. Scotland. And recently the father just like uprooted their family and kind of didn't tell them that they were about to be relocating to a uh, spoiler alert for this, a, a, a less desirable location, like, cause he's not making any money or whatever. Um, and then he like, honestly, is like, well, I'm honestly just like leaving y'all here. I'm not, I'm not staying here. This is y'all's new space. But I, I can definitely relate to that. Did you have any fears at all moving out here? No, because I knew you're the shit. Like, I don't have... I guess just, just being white, right? Life, yeah, life is also, but a dream. Yeah. I wake up every day and it's a great fucking night. <laughs> yeah, every day, no problems. I'm not... <laughs> talk about, like, being white. You know what this um, sort of plays into a little bit is that white people have this idea... Well, Western people have this idea of ghosts as being these terrifying... Uh, go, ter- being terrifying. Right. You know, they're coming back. They're going to haunt you. And in reality, um, and other ghosts, but other ghost stories have like seepages, like these are leaks in between one realm to another. And the mm-hmm. ghosts are not here to be violent or to be manipulative or to be terrifying, even though the ghost in this story is, which is the brother. But ultimately, it's not terrifying. It's, yeah, it's not um, a, a traditional haunting. As we yeah, know it, it's as more we know. comforting. It's more um, like I need something from you. And basically, the brother kojo was supposed to die that night and he doesn't and so his brother and his brother's wife can't go into the next realm right and so now they're like we need you to die so you can come with us right it's sort of and that idea is very much what happens in the final destination films like death when death feels cheated yes death goes through but those or like are like ghost as well you remember like ghost with patrick swayze Bobby yeah but Goldberg? that's that's romantic it's not terrifying which part it was kind of scary to Odame brown when he first uh, Oda Mae Brown, like, that's who Whitney, uh, Whoopi Goldberg plays. It was kind of scary to her at first when she was like, who the f- is talking to me? Like, those yeah. initial scenes, because well, this well, isn't an funny. ancestor of hers. It's playing oh, it's to be funny, funny, though. Oh, it's very funny, but it's also playing to, like, am I hearing things? Like, is am, am I being punished for lying about being a psychic? Like, it plays yeah. into all of that stuff as well. I, I wonder if there's some history, especially in the U.S., about, like, when did we start to vilify the ghost you know, because whenever we, I feel like almost it's every a Victorian tradition, Vic, Victorian, Victorian. Yeah, of, like, of vilifying a ghost, yeah, or like the Gothic tradition where the ghosts are these like 
vengeful spirits coming right. to, you know, have died being yeah. unfulfilled. Yeah, I shouldn't attribute that to the U.S. because I remember even like Charles Dickens and like Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did it again. Why do I always do that? It's Bob, Jacob Marley. Bob Marley was... Jacob Marley. See, Bob Marley's ghost would be a friendly freaking ghost. <laughs> yeah, friendly ghosts or ghosts oh, that are not like to, to haunt you or... Um, are not really a, an American tradition. Like American ghost writers, they're, those are <laughs> evil creatures. You know who uh, has recently popularized uh, ghosts and otherworldly funny things? Okay, Let, allow me to just be a, a child of the yeah, internet for a second. Be so a you child. know, I show you videos of like Rolling Ray, right? Uh, he's, think, a, he's an internet personality. Okay. He's in a he, wheelchair. He's, he's called himself Rolling Ray. Uh, oh, yeah. You he's know, the one, there was the beef between him and. Um, uh who is it yeah uh a lot of people honestly but who is it the saucy santana there you go ding 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 we need to put a little ding bell there yes there was a beef between him and saucy santana which is why santana wrote let me see you walk which is like an ableist oh for sure but it was like the song of the summer but anyway at one point i say all this to say at one point rolling ray was like you know play fighting with somebody else on the internet and he was like I just came back from the dead and they told me you still not that girl. <laughs> so I love this idea of rolling Ray, like dying for a second, speaking with a council of ghosts being like, is he that girl? Absolutely not. Nope. Okay. Let me go back into the other world and tell him he's still not that girl. That's kind of like sci-fi in that way. Oh right? yeah. No, that's to you. That's for sure. That's using it. Um, fantasy. Using it fantasy is. as an element for comedy. Right. Oh, so funny. But like, I was just really, I was like, when is the last time someone made a joke about dying, speaking with the dead, coming back, and then the only commentary that the dead wanted to relate to that person was like, that they look a mess. I love that. Iconic. That's kind of genius, right? I've I've asked everyone living and everyone dead, and you're still not that girl. Like, that's basically the energy. You're not even cool. Like the dead don't even think you're cool. Right. <laughs> and they're just... dead, which means they're really cool because their bodies are cold. Uh, I mean, you're over, you're overplaying it, but I like to, but that's what great fantasy does. It follows the through line all, all the way. You steal through, that girl through the tunnel. I used to make the makeup. Like I came back from Narnia and they told me you still not that girl. Like any mythical world, just like <laughs> came back from middle earth and you're still not that girl. <laughs> Came back from Westeros, and you're still not that girl. I just came back from Westeros, and they told me, you still not that girl. Oh, I love it. Well, Westeros has some pretty decent fashion, though. I mean, it it wasn't specifically the fashion. It was just the energy. It's like, you ain't shit. You ain't never going to be shit. But so much of I just came back from Oz, and they told me, you still not that girl. Energy has so much relatability to fashion, right? Like, you can have great, and when people are like, this person has good energy. No, it's because they're hot and fashionable. Has nothing to do yeah. with like this mystical energy. But you can appreciate that they like woke up and made specific choices when it came to like the look they wanted to present. Mm. Because fashion is so important, Ben. Yeah. Like I like a little androgynous but glam in my fashion. Got it. So that yeah. tells them like I'll I'll figure out the fashion thing. I th- I thought the fashion in here was cool. I oh, mean, the fashion I don't know cool. if I could adopt it because I would probably be misappropriating. I mean, it was they were just wearing t shirts, Ben. Like no, no, I'm talking. So basically, no, no. There is a crow being oh, that Essie yes. uh, yes. keeps on dreaming about, and the crow as like this uh, being in Ganon. I was reading a little bit about Ganon 
Um, Ghanaian? Like, Ghana- or, Ghana- you Ghanaian. read about Ghana? Yeah. I Ghana, think it's Ghanaian. Ghanaian um, yeah. folklore and stories. And the crow is very important in these stories to be both like majestic. Like in our in the U.S., the crow is sort of seen as like this annoying scavenger that sort of. I mean, it's definitely ominous. Off. Yeah. Like a crow or a raven are typically associated with like some sort of like otherworldly energy no, but like, here, like, like a black I, if, cat like a I, see, I went outside and saw a bunch of crows i'm like oh like i don't think anything of it or like crows in our folklore maybe outside of the raven by edgar Allan poe it's not an important um animal in the same way that uh in our and i guess you know american folklore like the fox the fox is really important in american folklore or the rabbit you know or um, Are you so, thinking about like bruh fox, bruh rabbit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. The tortoise and the hare energy. Which is American okay. American folklore where you I don't really that. have the crow shows up in a lot of like Native American and indigenous um, stories, but not so much like yeah, the but colonialist I American feel like, stories. Isn't there like some horror movie called The Crows or something? Oh, or yeah, the there birds is. A, yeah, The Crow. Yeah, it was very famous because it was a. Uh, Bruce Lee's son was shot and killed in it on screen. There was a oh. yeah now Al- oh Al- in Baldwin the movie moment. Where oh no, he was really killed. Yeah, he was on killed. screen. Yeah, on screen, he's shot and <gasps> Is killed. Is that on right? Screen. Like like uh, and like Alec Baldwin did to that um, that woman, that cinematographer. I saw this week Rust. that they're like gonna prosecute. Yeah, him. so I was yeah, like, yikes. Yeah, so yeah, the the crow very famous. So yeah, I guess it does. Sort of has, um, yeah, Brandon Was he Lee. killed? He was killed on the f- on the making. Let me see the crow. Like Brand- this. Why did and, I know about this? they showed that scene. They oh, they show, still showed it. They show the scene of Because they're trash. Shot. Yeah. Brandon Bruce Lee. And whose son was he? Bruce Lee. Oh, You know who I Bruce can't. Lee is? I know who Bruce Lee is. I think, I, I think because we were talking about the six days earlier, I heard Bruce Willis, and I was like, have a son does he oh my gosh Isn't that awful it was so awful. and they still showed it yeah yeah um oh, so he shot and killed in movie. the scene lee's character walks into an apartment in the film shoot preceding the fatal scene the gun was used as a prop a real revolver was loaded with improperly made dummy rounds so this is exactly what happened with on alec the baldwin yes. yes oh yeah. my gosh don't tell me we don't have uh, a sore spot for crows after giving me a story like that. That is insanity. Yeah. This happened in 1993. So mm-hmm. I, but sorry, I didn't I, know about this. I was two years old, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think on, um, how, yeah. How do you pivot from that? Uh, I want, I actually want to see you pivot. Prop props, uh, are important to double check. Um, prop guns. Uh, I God, I don't know that. This conversation definitely ran away. It flew away. It was away. a runaway train. Flew away from me like a crow. Yeah. But anyway, the crow, <laughs> there is a death scene in here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Guess not a real. Need a scarecrow. There. So one of the things is that um, Kojo's brother, essentially the haunting of his brother, pushes him in a mining shaft. Right. Uh, so I guess that's sort of a vengeful spirit. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got some Scar Mufasa vibes in that moment. Yeah, he like throws him, he falls down, and then he has to like stay in there and he like, st- he's found because Essie has a vision of where he is. Yes. He's rescued and then he dies in the hospital. Mm. And then uh, that's the end of the film and Essie is like sharing this story 
And it's sad because you're sort of left with this idea, like, don't move to the city. You know, like, that's the whole idea. It's like the city is this place where police are corrupt. Um, they look for bribes. Um, you know, economic colonialism is occurring. And so you see this scene at the beginning where Essie and Kojo are just sort of rowing about and like enjoying, mm -hmm. you know, the river and the, they moved to the city for the promise of money. And that's where he dies. Mm -hmm. So didn't we moral all of the story? Don't move to the city. City, city suck. Jeez. This, we always go from zero to just morbid and sad. Don't we? <laughs> I think, I think I, I love this was a great movie. I think it was a great movie. I definitely want, I would like a second watch where I like put my phone away, where our internet is consistently working. Cause that's also a little bit why the podcast was late because our internet was yeah, off and on. So the movie would stop and then it would start and then we have to reset the router and then we have to unplug. I'm like, why, why, why can't I just be, but we did eventually see it and I'm, I'm really glad that we watched it. I think we are definitely like, if I'm being completely honest, we're reaching that point. We are, we are, starting to run just a little we are starting to run just a little bit low on cinema and films films directed by black directors which is super sad so now we are uh i, I mean like right we got yeah. tons of books science, yeah science fiction fantasy they're out there i'm finding them if you yeah. all have recommendations, please let us know. Yes, film. Because I, or I'll come to Ben and I'm like, uh, The Woman King, is that? And Ben will be like, that's actually based on a true story. So that doesn't count as sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah. Or so uh, The Harder They Fall. There's some maybe. There's some in between. Like The Harder They Fall is like. Oh, is it a Western West, fantasy? It's a Western, but there's not really a fantasy, fantasy element, even though someone could make the argument that it deals with like legends and the quick draw and sort of the, the physics might actually make it more of a fantasy because the way the physics work may not be how actual physics works. So they sort of become these um, larger than life characters. So like tall tales, the right. tall tale. So it, maybe it could be, there are historical figures in the heart right. of fall. So it's sort of becoming tricky, but I would say the burial of Kojo is like very clearly fantasy. There's like other realms. Um, it's, borrowing from like mm -hmm. you know Ghanaian uh, folklore yep um there's a haunting in it and it's a beautiful 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 film and I'm I'm very excited to see what this uh director does next because yeah, you said something about he, the director yeah this is like the top he was on like top 10 directors to look out for his film was picked up and this film was produced by um uh Anna Duvernay Duvernay's and so it was released on Netflix and then it was taken off. And so you can watch it for free on Vimeo. I don't know. There's Ava. <laughs> Ava. Sorry. I said Anna. Ava. <laughs> I was sitting here like, that's Ava, not right. Do <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Thank you. Um, Y'all forgive him. We, we, once again, we do miss. <laughs> Especially being, oh my God. But, uh, okay. But there, I'm very excited for, I'm, excited let's, about? let's talk about what we're going to do next. What are we doing next? I'm. This is. We're going to be discussing the TV show Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Okay. Um. This is going to be the first Star Trek show that Amber has ever watched That's in completion. Correct. You watch so much Star I do Trek. Watch, yeah, it's sort of just. A I'm so thing. tired of the final frontier space. The final frontier. <laughs> I know, like the freaking opening credits, and I don't even watch Star Trek. But this is going to be great. It is the only Star Trek show that uh, was produced by um, has a creative showrunner, Jenna Lu Lumet, who 
also did The Man Who Fell from Earth. Yep. Uh, so she is absolutely fantastic. And it's the only one that has a black person who was the showrunner. I actually think Strange New Worlds is the only Star Trek show. Um, so we're going to watch Star Trek together, you yeah, and me? Watch, yeah, I'm going to be a Trekkie? All 10 episodes. Watch it with us. Again, you don't always have to watch it to enjoy it. So, But we're going to have a good time. We are. We always have a good time. I actually, you know, can I tell you a secret? I yeah. actually really like you. I like you too. I'm excited for your, your uh, Valentine's Day gift. I got you a good. You've Valentine's. already planned for Valentine's yeah, Day. I got you what? Val- I already got you Valentine's Day in the in the ch- I don't in, ch- in the chamber makes me think of a gun and uh, right as, especially after yeah, earlier yeah. where the conversation went earlier in the closet. What in what the are the makings like of a your, good Valentine's Day? Good val- planning. Uh, Planning. Some fashion. I'll try to do some fashion. Oh, are you gonna hit me with some swag? And the name of oh, you should uh, ask the Patreon. Amber, I gotta set my pussy up, which is something that you know RuPaul says. But of I gotta course, set my pussy up. You need to ask the Patreon. Hey, y'all. Amber wants me to find like a nice in between look. Yeah. Where should I even start? You need to talk to them about it. Because right. they gave you tips for my Mother's Day's gift, and they did not miss. They didn't. Oh yeah, that was great. I'll do that. Yeah, Patreon, look out for that question. All right, y'all. Oh, we're out of here? We're out of here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Sci Podcast. Up next, like Ben just said, we have Strange New Worlds, Amber's my very first Star Trek show. And thank you always for dealing with us as we navigate putting wild to sleep so that we can record this podcast we love y'all so much we will see y'all out in these streets bye y'all thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube